Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges and most importantly how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host Sandra Beck. Hey mamas this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Kathy Kraftke and this is part two. If you guys are listening today you're going to want to go back and look up uh, part one of this episode because we're talking about self-care, taking care of ourselves. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? And honest to God, when I first got divorced and I went to this therapist recovery, divorce, post-expert, blah, 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 she looked at me and she said, you need to take better care of yourself. And I looked back at her and I said, I have no idea what to do with that. Because I had been so busy taking care of everyone else, everyone from my company to my staff to my kids to my friends to my parents. The last person to even appear on my list was me, and most weeks I wasn't even on my to-do list. So we're bringing in today an expert on this. She's known as Checklist Charlie. We know her as Kathy Kraftke, and she's written these great series of articles about like eight ways to take care of yourself, eight more ways to take care of yourself, which I read informed the show that we have today. So we're going to want to bring on um, Kathy Kraftke because she is an expert at taking care of herself, or at least she is now. Right, Kathy? I'm just laughing because, Sandra, we're such good friends, and that's even on my list of ways you take care of yourself is you pick your friends wisely. But you know that since our last recording when we made the first in this two-part series we we, the very next day I went to the doctor with my mother and the doctor encouraged us to have my mom move in with me and my husband and I'm so excited about that I just love my mother but I got to the show today and I thought oh my gosh this is so well timed I need to remember how to that this is important I've got a lot of people who love me who expect me to be there for them I really need to make sure I take care of myself. So good timing. It is. Well, and you're welcome to the sandwich generation. You know, there's many of us out there that are taking care of our elderly parents or at least cohabitating, co-living, coexisting. Um, because I, I, it's funny, I say that I take care of my dad, but in reality, you know, he takes care of me too. And he helps where he can. And he, you know, if he folds laundry, he'll, he'll do the dishes. I mean, he'll do things that for me as a single mom just pile up. I mean, they pile up like you wouldn't believe And on good warm days, he'll drive the kids to and from school or to and from soccer or handbells. And that's that's just a huge help. So, you know, we create our family based on what we need. And our family includes our friends, includes our parents. And if we really want to live a rich and fulfilled life, 
we need to take care of those around us because I think we're naturally caretakers, aren't we? At least those who are stuck in the sandwich position, you know, we could stick people in a home, we could put our kids in aftercare and we could offload all this, but who wants to? I don't. No, I'm, I'm really very excited about this new stage of life with my mom. And she, she was such a sweet parent. It's, it's just going to be a privilege to return the skills that she gave me and have those directed back at her. And she's really teaching me how I, how I want to interface with my kids as we go along. So this is the last lesson that she will be giving me. And I'm so grateful for it. I hope we get to do a whole segment on that in the future. When you have an opening, I hope you'll invite me back to talk some more about that because I really need the information and the experience that you've already been piling up in your life, in your home with your sweet dad. Well, and it's funny, you know, when that happened, um, uh, everybody said, you know, you're crazy, you're crazy, you know, you're a single mother, you're just divorced, your kids are three months old and two years old, and, you know, your mom is dying, and I'm like, well, when my mom dies, my dad will come live with me, and it was, it was as natural as breathing, but at that moment, Kathy, I was like, <gasps> like, it came out of my mouth. I said it. And yes, I could have changed my mind. I could have retracted it. But there was a moment of shock. And then after that was a moment of peace. Yeah, I think I think that's what I felt, too. I, I love the fact that we've been moving in this direction for a long time. But when the doctor said what she did last week, I, I, I did have that moment where the all the air went out of my lungs. And because I knew as much as we've been looking to the day when this would happen, Suddenly, today's the day. This is happening. And it's different to plan for something than to actually live with it. And and I, I just want to say when I originally wrote this column about taking care of yourself, so young mother, I was thinking young mothers, you know, somebody should have told me what that meant when I was a young mother. So I had young mothers in mind when I wrote this. But the first thing on the list is just enjoy the moment because really, the moment is all you're guaranteed. We, we don't know. I mean, I could have left that doctor's appointment last week and had a car wreck, and we could have both been gone instantly. So for us to just slow down long enough to be in the moment and rejoice and love each other right then, that, that to me, that is one of the best things on this list, no matter what age you are and what you're facing with your family. Well, and you know, this is motherhood talk radio. So we really talk about all mothers. And one of the things, Kathy, I was thinking about you the other day as I was driving up my canyon. I live at the end of a long mountain canyon. And I was going by the houses because it was snowy and cold and really snow, which is which is not like Southern California. Usually I whip up that canyon like 90 miles an hour. But I had to slow down. And as I was slowing down, I, I looked at each house and I was like, oh, wow. I go, that's where like two same-sex moms live with the disabled kid. Oh, that's the military house where both parents are deployed in the military and the grandparents take care of them. Then I go up to the next house like, oh, that's where the mother and the father and their both sets of one parent live in the house with them and their one grandchild. Then I went to the next house and it's like, wow, that's the lady who's in the Air Force. Her husband's a civilian. Her father's a nurse, lives in the household, and she has four boys with celiac. I just kind of went up the canyon looking at all the different ways families are defined now and 
how different parenting looks from our like June Cleaver upbringings, you know, with one father, one mother, two kids and, you know, a dog. And, you know, there's blended families, there's multi-generational families. And I started thinking about what is the concept of a mother? A mother is really anyone who takes care of someone or something. So you can be a mother to your dog, a mother to your kids, a mother to your grandkids, because all of these roles are shifting and changing, especially as our economy changes. So to use the word mother is not just a 20-something with a toddler. It can be a 40-something like me with a toddler, or it can be a 50 or 60-something with a grandchild that they are required to take care of. My male lady, she just finished her breast cancer. I love her. And she and her husband are raising their grandchild because the father died and the mother had some problems that required her to have some sort of institutionalized treatment. So she's raising her grandson, who's the same age as my son. Isn't that precious? Some One of my greatest heroes is a, a, a grandmother who lost her daughter to a car accident the father was not in the picture and essentially inherited her grandson and raised this amazing dynamic young man he's married now and he's given them great grandchildren well she homeschooled him and and boy was she a comfort and encouragement to me along the way I, I really don't know how she had energy to help anyone else but she was so available and so had so much wisdom for me I'm, I'm always grateful for that you're right about there being so many different ways that families are configured because of all the different things that life dishes out to us all the time. So I think one of the strengths we have, especially as women, is we're really good at multitasking and we're good at responding to life's challenges. And and, and this idea of being joyful in the moment, it, it does take discipline, but I think women are sort of naturally uh, naturally designed to really look for the cherishing, joyful things that they can. Like just like you driving down the street and noticing the houses on taking the moment to focus and be in the moment and experience the joy that was available to you. That that's so that's so that's such a good way to take care of ourselves as women. It is. And, you know, I had a really hard time with enjoying the moment. I think you can't be afraid. And so many of us are afraid. You know, I was afraid from the year and a half it took me to file for divorce. I was afraid every day and I couldn't enjoy things. And then I was going through the divorce process and I couldn't enjoy things. And I'm not saying other people can't. I'm just saying I couldn't. And then after the divorce, um, when I was going through court and all sorts of other things, I couldn't enjoy the kids. And one of the things my mom said to me right before she died, which totally breaks my heart and going to make me cry, is she said, Sam, I'm so sorry that you don't have the time or the energy to really enjoy your kids. Your kids are wonderful. And that, that just changed everything in me. And I started putting that fear aside and I started putting things aside going, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this time with my kids. And if that means we're eating ramen and oatmeal and eggs and not chicken and steak, and we're never going out to McDonald's or Taco Bell, like all the other families, then so be it. But that was a real sobering wake up call about, I don't want to miss this. And Kathy, have you ever felt like that? And I know we got to go to commercial 
commercial break. So let me actually ask you that after the break. We're given uh, to uh, Motherhood Talk Radio. Kathy Krapke is our guest today. We're talking about self-care. We're talking about how to take care of ourselves. And that's more than your hair and your nails and your you know, pant size. This is about your heart. This is about your soul. This is about your relationship with yourself, with God, with spirit, with others. This is about you. And we're here today to support you, validate you, comfort you as a mother, whatever that looks like for you. And we'll be back after the break with more from Checklist Charlie, Kathy Crafty, and myself, Sandra Beck. You can also find this show and many others like it on iTunes. We'll be back after the break with our show about ways to take care of ourselves from the inside out as mothers. We'll be back again after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many beautiful reasons I have to be happy? Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Sometimes you have trouble choosing between being a couch potato or going out. Hey, it's a big decision for us scabberlatchers. A scabberlatcher or a ragabash is another word for a lazy person. Well, a couple from California seems to have solved the problem by inventing a motorized sofa. You may think they're just spinning their wheels, but people have spotted the couple cruising down the street on their drivable Davenport in West Los Angeles and Santa Monica. No word yet on the couple's identity, but a man claiming to be a relative said it's all well within the norm for his fun-loving cousin. I don't know if this Chesterfield on wheels is street legal, but either way, I think the police would have to put up quite a chase before they could coach him. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. 
Hey mamas, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Kathy Krapke and as promised we're going to talk about more ways to take care of yourself from the inside out. And so without further ado, Kathy, why don't you walk us through some of these self-care and how especially like how do we take care of ourselves and how do we enjoy the moment and be kind to ourselves when we're so stressed out and so busy? Well, the thing I liked about the way we divided this Sandra, last week we talked about things you do all by yourself, so I hope people will go back and listen to that episode. But today we're talking about things you can do that involve other people. And you mentioned your mom, your beautiful mom. I mean, what a what a glorious gift she gave you at the end of her life to remind you to enjoy what is really most important, those beautiful boys you have. I, I just her when we're all in heaven someday. I, she raised such an amazing woman, and I just know she's going to be one of my favorite people in heaven. I can tell you that. I know. So one of the things is get so engaged in the daily grind and all these distractions and the anxieties and the fear. So I wanted, and that's just common. We all feel that way. We feel so insecure. All women have that bad kind of evil self-talk, like, why would that person love me, you know? So I want to talk a little bit about fear. And and I think the cure for fear, my theory is, is that it is gratefulness. So the more we can drive down the canyon and be grateful for that neighbor, all the neighbors up and down the street, and just grateful for the beautiful snow and take a moment to focus on that, the better. But I, but I wanted to share one little story, if you don't mind, Sandra. Yeah, go well, ahead. I had this one day, I was um, having a, my my two daughters, I had two t- toddlers, and, and then we had a 10-year gap, and then we had our son. But our two daughters were little bitty girls, and they both, sometimes they would just do this. They would just have a, t- a tantrum together, like a huge meltdown. So there they were in the middle of the floor in the kitchen just having a major meltdown, just hysteria. And I don't, I don't know if I just let them get too tired or what, but I know I was exhausted. So in that moment where I just felt horrible, like I'm a horrible mother and all that fear, all that negative self-talk, I just laid down on the floor and I started having my own temper tantrum, melting down. Like, I hate this. This is horrible. I don't want to be here, you know, and boy, I mean, both my little top girls sat up and kind of blinked and then they started comforting me and so it's become this wonderful family story so that is one way I took care of myself in a funny kind of crazy silly way but I think as women sometimes we miss those chances where let's just tell the truth here we're all bad we're all unhappy we're all sad we're all worn out we're all a little hysterical It's okay to just have a meltdown together. Oh, you know, that was my Krav Maga class. I, for two years, and maybe I should go back, two years I took um, Krav Maga at the local karate studio with a bunch of other moms. And we would punch these bags, like hold each other's, like these kick bags, and we would punch and we would kick. And every single class, some woman would start to cry. And we would punch and kick. And it was just like throwing a tantrum. And, you know, the, the guy, Frankie, who was our dojo or master, whatever you call him, 
he'd be like, okay, girls, you know, yell it out, yell it out. And he's like, I want you to punch and say no, punch and say no, punch and say no. And there was a time, Kathy, I was soaking wet and I thought it was sweat and I didn't realize it was tears. And like, after I was done punching, he, he was holding the bag for me. He comes over, you know, he's kind of this gruff older man and he, you know, gives me this big hug and he says, it's going to be okay. He goes, get it out. Just get it out. He goes, we're going to punch till there are no tears left. And I just kept punching like there was no tomorrow. And it worked. You were taking such good care of yourself in that moment. And you, and you invited this other person into the process just because he was a witness and his, his response in witnessing your pain was to offer you comfort. I just, I, I just think that's so important. And I list that as number four to cherish those you love. I think, I think sometimes we even fail to cherish. We have opportunities to cherish people all around us, but we also have the opportunity to let our guard, our guard down and to let even a stranger just give you the, I mean, I know he wasn't a total stranger, but a, a person that you know as well to offer you that kind of a, an intimate moment of cherishing. I mean, how beautiful is that? It is beautiful. And you know, it is sometimes easier to receive a hug or a pat on the back from a stranger than it is from people who know you. I know there's this one lady in the church that I go to and she's from Nigeria and she's so fabulous. She always sparkles. There's like a sparkly pin or sometimes she wears a head wrap that sparkles. There's like some sort of sparkle on this woman at, at all times. And she's there with her husband and her beautiful sons. And they came here from Nigeria and she will sometimes walk over to me and just for no reason, pat my hand or pat my back or at Christmas time, she gave me a hug. Now, I don't know this woman. I don't talk with her. We're not friends or anything, but there's something in her that reaches out to something in me, and I love her. I love this woman, but I don't know her, and I don't feel the need to be her buddy-buddy chum. I just like that she's there. I like that she sees me. I like that when I'm crying in church and she smiles at me, I can smile back and we can share a moment. I love that. I, I think there's some kind of spiritual connection there. And I think it's so great that you don't miss it. I, I, I would love to know in my day, when I put my head on the my pillow at night, I would love to believe that I caught every spiritual connection that was available to me that day. I mean, what a great day that would be. It is. I mean, because I do think our angels walk around us and our angels are our friends. Our angels are, you know, somebody who opens the door for us. I mean, just, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, kindness and, and, you know, cherishing others and honoring others. And it's so amazing that when you check out and you thank the cashier and you use her name or you are out and you give the guy the basket in the parking lot with your groceries, you know, how they pick them up, you know, while you're parking your car and you know or you put your groceries away and just say hey thank you for that and smile what a difference and it, it it not only affects them i think i don't know i never asked but it makes me feel good sometimes when i extend kindness when i feel like i'm getting beat up by the world i love that. and i have honoring others on as number five but i didn't even think about that aspect where it makes you feel like you're putting something positive into the universe and and that their day is going to be better just because they ran into you for a split second. I mean, that that's a great feeling. I love the idea that in a split second we can change the way somebody's day is going just by being so positive and cool and, and, and 
honoring them by saying it out loud. Well, and, you know, my one favorite thing to do is whenever I see a mom struggling with kids, you know, and it's, it's invariable, you know, you're in the checkout where they're cashing out the drawer, you know, they're switching the drawer and there's always like some guy with a coupon, a lady who wants to write a check. Then there's like somebody with 9,000 items in their basket. And then there's the mom and she's got one on the floor and one in the cart. And she's trying to keep the one in the cart from grabbing everything. You know, you know where they put all that stuff. I figure if the store puts all that stuff there in reach of a kid in the basket, they get what they get. If that kid opens up the gum, if that kid whips it on the floor, that's what you get for putting it in reach with moms with kids and carts. But I like to look at that mom and just say, I know exactly what you're going through and you'll be fine. It's not going to last or something like that. And, and then we both smile yeah. and laugh. But one of those things that I found is just a simple acknowledgement of what somebody's going through, especially when you recognize it. If somebody is there in line with a bunch of sick kids, like I was in Rite Aid the other day, and she's standing there and she looks sick, her kids were sick, and you know that she's not able to go out and get this medicine herself because she had all this Theraflu, she had, you know, cough medicine, cough drops for the kids. She was just standing there every bit of miserable with the kids every bit of miserable and you know just to say to her there's nothing i can do to fix it but i can say to her oh i feel for you i know exactly what you're going through just know you're not alone three words three I, sentences i love that I, I think it's so important to offer comfort every chance we get it's just it just makes the universe a better place and i think you can't do this with a mom who has a a cart full of cough medicine and you you just know what she's going to face when she gets home but i i also think on that same note of sharing comfort sharing laughter is so healthy and and doing something silly with your children even when they feel bad or or in any any circumstance sometimes silliness is exactly what the doctor ordered Oh, I can't wait till we come back from commercial break. And I'm going to tell you guys about pouring orange juice on brand new clothes. And you're going to have to come with us to find out. And if you are divorced or you're a single parent and you're a co-parent, you're going to want to not miss what we're going to talk about coming back from the break because you will not only laugh your butt off, but you will try it at home. Your kids will love it for you. You will cheer for yourself as a mom. And you don't have to be single and divorced to do this. Any mom can do it. When we come back from the break we're going to visit more with Kathy Kraftke we're going to talk about great ways to take care of ourselves and it's going to be funny you guys are going to not want to miss after the break our funny there are other shows like this if you like what we're doing on iTunes under motherhood talk radio you can also go to motherhoodtalkradio.com for more like this show so that you can have a brighter more beautiful productive and happy day we'll be back after the break Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Love us, they may Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. You gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. You gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm You gotta stay together All I know, all I know, love will save the day
In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Toginet.com. night my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women according to the article men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men i'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating which means right now there are 28 things that i'm putting off until later What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. As your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Trying to keep your head up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kathy Krafke, and this is Motherhood Talk Radio. And I want to go to Kathy first because she was interrupted by Skype, who was being naughty today, not giving us a good feed. But we're going to pray to the Skype gods that they they produce for us beautiful sound. And so we're going to go to Kathy so she can finish up her story before we talk about doing something silly. Well, this is a silly thing. What, what I was getting at is my children think this is so hilarious, even now as adults. I'm sure they will repeat this. But when we, when they were little and we were in the store like a Lowe's, we would, we would hide. We would play hide and seek in the clean trash cans that they're selling, you know. And the first time we did this, my, my kids were a little bit shocked, like, is this even legal or appropriate? But we got it got to be such a funny thing that we just did it all the time. Hide and seek, trash can hide and seek. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to share a story with with you guys today that's near and dear to my heart. And it's a true story. Um, when my kids started going back and forth between their dad and the new wife's house, uh, we had a thing we called sock wars. And I don't know where the socks went, but there was always accusations that you didn't return the socks. We need his socks. We need his socks. And then if I would buy socks, there was accusations of, well, she only buys cheap socks. Her socks are cheap, blah, blah, blah. And I would sit there going, 
whatever. And so I posted up on the internet this picture and I called it Sock Wars. And these are socks, Kathy. I mean, they're not, you know, the Hope Diamond and Fabergé eggs going back and forth. They're socks. And so one of my sons over breakfast one morning, he was so upset. He was so upset about socks. He's like, Mom, I'm going to get in trouble. Dad's going to be mad. The stepmom's going to be mad, 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 mad. And he's like, you know, my socks aren't clean anymore or some some silly thing like that. And I'm like, well, socks are supposed to be there to protect your feet, keep your feet warm. And you know what? Socks get dirty. We live in the desert. We live where there's a lot of iron. They're going to get stained. They're going to get dirty. And so just to make everybody feel better over breakfast, Kathy, I pull out this package of socks. You know, it's like one of those blister packs like you get at Walmart with like 12 socks in it. And I'm like, look, guys, new socks, new socks, new socks. And they're looking at me like mom has gone sock crazy. I opened up those socks, and my kids will tell you this is the God-honest truth. I laid them on our kitchen floor amidst the dog hair, the dirt, everything, and I poured the orange juice over them. And they were sitting there with this look on their face like mom has gone nuts. And I said, guys, they're socks. They're just socks. And you know what? Socks get dirty. Socks can be washed. And we're not going to participate in these sock wars anymore. And if your dad or his wife have a hard time with socks, they can come to me. You guys don't deal with it. And if they yell at you about socks, tune them out. Because they're socks, Kathy. And, you know, in a divorce, something as stupid as socks or pants or shoes, those are mom's shoes. No, they're dad's shoes. No, they're mom's coat. No, it's dad's coat. I got news for you. It's the kid's coat. But kids don't see it that way. They get all upset and frustrated and angry. So if you need to illustrate the point by pouring socks over brand new or pouring orange juice over brand new white socks to demonstrate the absurdity of it, that we're not going to get upset in this household over socks, go ahead and do it. They laughed. And, you know, they still tell the sock story like seven years later to this day. I love it. I mean, you're just so equipping them to be wonderful parents that know how to find the priorities in life that matter and ignore, just let the rest of it go or be silly about it. Being silly, having a sense of humor is one of the best tools we can do to take care of ourselves. And I can usually tell when I'm not doing a good job of taking care of myself because my sense of humor goes away pretty quickly. So it's a good barometer or a, a measure of how we're handling stress. It is. It is. And, you know, one of the things that I find when my kids were really small, Kathy, I was a single mom and my kids were like three months old and two and a half years old. Brutal, brutal times. And one of the things I read in one of my fitness magazines was to get on the floor and do what your baby does, do what your toddler does. I laid on the floor and then I couldn't get up and I rolled around as best I could. And you know what? That is not great advice because your toddler will beat your butt every time. They're stronger, they're faster, they're more agile, they're more mobile. All that happened with that exercise was I laid on the couch and laid on the floor, actually, until the kids fell asleep and then I got up. I just love that idea. And that's on the list of ways to take care of ourselves. One thing is to move your body. And I like to think of it this way. If If I had wings... I'm on the eighth floor of this wonderful building where we have our offices. I think it's the most glamorous building in downtown Tyler, Texas. But if I had wings, I'd be off the roof of this thing and I'd be soaring. 
but the truth is I don't have wings, but I do have legs that still work and I have arms and I have knees that still work and, and any piece of my body that still works, I just try to move it. Like, like, like walk or just like flap your elbows like a bird. Like I need some direction. Oh, I love it that you're asking. Well, like climbing, I, I think it's okay to give us give ourselves credit for the things we do, like laying on the floor and pretending we're a baby, or climbing in the trash cans to to play hide and seek. I just, as I was saying that, I thought, you know, I'm fortunate my fingers still work. I think I'll just sit here and move my fingers. <laughs> Which, by the way, the building across the the there's a building immediately across from us that may the people may be looking in and wondering why I'm moving my fingers in such a strange way, but it's just a good thing to do. Any any I, part of yeah, look at Zachy, my skinny bag of bones. You know he's jittering all the time. He's moving his leg. He's tapping his foot. He's you know he can't sit still. He's got ants in his pants. But you know what? That burns calories. It feels really good, too, and, and it, it reminds us. It's one of those ways, just in a split second, remembering, oh, that's right, my feet work. I'm so grateful. Suddenly we're grateful, and we're moving, just moving our feet or bending our knees, and we're thinking, my knees work. My eyelids work. You know, my eyelashes work. My ears work. Suddenly we have all this great stuff to be thankful for, and we just feel better. Yes, it does. We do feel better, um, you know, no matter what we do, even just walking out and seeing the sunshine. Uh, there's a lady, Susie, I can't remember her last name, but she's she owns a company, Sizzle, S-I-Z-Z-Z-L, something like that. You can Google. Susie Manning is her name. And she got on me one year and she's like, Sandra, just walk out of your office. Cause I'm like a mole person. I, I work in my little cave and I don't see the sun cause it, you know, it, it wrecks my computer screen. So everything's blocked out. And she's like, you need to get out of the cave. You need to step into the light and see the sun because sometimes the only days I would see the sun is picking up my kids from school. Well, I love it that your friends spoke up. And that's on the list, too. I think there's times as women we need to ask for what we need, but we also need to 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 go ahead and give our friends a little nudge in the right direction. And I think that ties very nicely to the one we started with, where you choose your friends wisely. I just I just want to say again how grateful I am for your friendship, Sandra. You, you've been a precious, beautiful joy to me this year. And I'm so grateful to know you. You just make my life that much more sweet and beautiful. And by the way, Karina, too, I'm just enjoying getting to know you as well as you produce these shows. So I just want to throw that out because as we as we come to the end of the time we have, I, I think it's so important. It, it's one of the ways we don't have to spend more. Sometimes you have to spend time with people that are divisive or negative or or burdensome but you can limit the time you spend with those people and cultivate amazing friends well and to be able to make and cultivate amazing friends means we have to get out of the house and 
when my kids were small, getting out of the house was really small. And I really didn't enjoy some of the uh, other mommy moms at the mommy classes and the mommy schools. And I didn't, didn't do mommy well. Um, and I didn't know what a diaper genie is and everyone laughed. So I didn't go back. Um, and that's just me. I mean, I'm, I'm not good with certain situations like that, but, but having opportunity to meet new women is so important, especially when your kids are small and make friends with women who don't have kids, make friends with women who are single moms, make friends with women whose kids are grown because everybody brings something to the party and the more you can diversify and the more you can get out, the larger your support system is so that not any one friend can feel burdened when you're going through difficulty and every parent goes through difficulty. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I really appreciate that you mentioned that about how we go about cultivating friends. For me personally, I love the fact that I have this amazing church that I where I have such rich and deep relationships. I know not everybody has that or is interested in that as an option, but there are so many ways that we can find like-minded and diverse perspectives to bring into our life to enrich our lives. Well, not everybody has to be your best friend and your confidant. You know, when we look at women friends, I look at my women friends. There are some women I talk politics with. There's some women I talk parenting with. There's some women that are my go-to, my what I call my go- core girls when I have, you know, a, a problem with my, my family or with my kids. And then I have a couple friends that I talk to about boyfriend troubles. And then I have, you know, my spiritual friends when I talk about, you know, belief crisis. I mean, we are complicated people women and I like to think of us as a puzzle piece and we are a puzzle piece and all these other puzzle pieces connect to us in very different ways and if we can build a whole puzzle that sits on a table with everybody interconnected we have what we need and then we can also provide to others without feeling depleted we can restore we can replenish we can share we can grow I mean it really sounds happy fuzzy warm and wonderful and it really is when you build that support system you build that struggle or that structure just like puzzle pieces we'll be back again after the break Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. 
Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymis and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kathy Kraftke, and we're kind of spanning the globe today and finding more ways to take care of ourselves, and sometimes it's just being heard, and I know that when I leave the radio uh, for the day, a lot of times I feel like I've been heard. I feel like somebody has listened to me, whether it's my co-host or you guys, and that's a chord that strikes in every human being. We all want to be heard. We all want to be noticed and validated and comforted, and that's what we're here to do today. I'm going to put the mic over to Kathy Kraftke because she's one of my, when we talk about core girls, she's one of my spiritual core girls. She crosses over between spiritual and parenting because she's done an excellent job in both arenas and always advised me to the best of her ability that has worked really well for me. So I'm going to put the mic over to her for her to talk about cultivating your spiritual side. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I, I sometimes am amazed when people assume I'm more spiritual than I actually am. What I like to say is um, I'm not so spiritual. I'm just really forgiven. I think I'm very aware of the things that I, the choices I've made that I feel were disappointing to me personally. So when I realized that there was forgiveness out there available to me. I really embrace that. And I I think that's why people view me as spiritual because I just, I just walk in a lot of forgiveness. I, I experienced so much of it in my own life, but as far as cultivating a spiritual part of our life, you mentioned Sandra, how we can feel so depleted, like we have no energy left. And I think that is really common. Most women experience that along the way. And no wonder we're always giving our last bit of energy to someone else, all these people in our life that we love. So the question really is, how do we 
how do we turn away from feeling depleted and instead feel really fueled up? Now, when we talked last time about ways that we could personally and privately restore our soul and restore our, ourselves and take care of ourselves, we even talked about how we choose prayer instead of worry or we use our imagination or give ourselves a break or read a book, sing in the shower. We had eight things that we can do privately. But when I had to divide these two things, these two topics, this, this list into two separate lists, I decided to put cultivating our spiritual side on the, on the topic of what things we do together. And the reason I did this is because I find I'm not very spiritual unless I have some accountability. So I thought that's probably a good reason to put it on the side of things that you do with each other, ways you can encourage and care for yourself with other people. So I don't know how that feels to you, but uh, for me, that's, that's, um, that's, that's, spirituality is a two-pronged kind of thing. On the one hand, it is very personal for me. I interface with God in a very personal way. but the, And I have a communication, a communion, or a commonality with him that I experience moment by moment in a very personal inner place in my heart. At the same time, I love when I have other people who are holding me accountable to do the things that I know I should do, like pray instead of worry, or just make a choice to be grateful. All those beautiful things that we do with each other that reflect the kind of fellowship we can have in a group or with another friend, a friend like you, a friend like Corrine, but also the kind of fellowship we can have with God himself. To me, they're interrelated. But yeah, you remind me, you know, you remind me when you're in overwhelm, when you're tired and you're frustrated and you're hurt and you're feeling lonely and you're angry or overwhelmed or any of these feelings, any of these situations that arise regularly with moms, I'll be honest. Um, it's really hard to remember what to do. And that's where our spiritual friends or our, you know, our core girls or our, you know, they can be guys too, but I have core girls. Um, but that's where our friends come in and remind us. They can pray with us. They can, they can remind us to pray. They can remind us, you know what, you're just tired right now. Why don't you go to bed and take a nap? I'll watch your kids and everything will look better when you're rested. And there's so many of these little fixes. You know, I'm a big proponent of meditation because I think Prayer for me is when I talk to God and meditation is when he answers. So I need to work that in, even if it's only 10 minutes, you know, round trip for that thing. Um, But if I'm overwhelmed, I forget to do it. And it's nice when Kathy says, you know, Sandra, I'm going to pray with you. Or, you know, Sandra, are you getting some sleep? Sandra, are you getting these things? This is what Kathy does. This is what it looks like. doesn't cost anything. It's not invasive. It's just like, Hey, here's a little reminder of something that could help you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just reminding you that it's there for you. I love the way this relationship with us developed to be so dual-sided. I, I, you know, you were the first person I texted last week when I realized mother was, we were at that place where I got to have my mother live with, with us in our home. I, you're the, you're the first text I sent was to you. And I, I knew you would come back with so much comfort. And the, your words were, I'm there for you. That's what you texted back to me. I, you probably don't even remember. But it meant so much to me to have a friend I could turn to that would understand 
how complicated and and tender and and tr- what a treasure this moment is in my life. So I'm really grateful for your friendship and the spirituality that you offer me. It, it means so much to me. Well, and the funny thing is, is you're in Texas. I'm in California. You know, we met recently in, what, maybe July or something like that. It's not like we're rolling baby carts together, walking down the park every day. It's a matter of staying in touch and knowing that when we're not in touch, the other one reaches out in a gentle manner and says, you know, are you okay? You know, how are you doing? How you, I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay? And I can then say back, you know what, Kath, I've got my hands full. I've this, this, and this, but I am okay. Or no, I'm not okay. My heart's broken because of X, Y, and Z. And you don't have to do anything, but be there. And that's the funny thing. Showing up isn't effortless. It's recharging. It's that little bit to answer a text or answer a phone or answer an email or a Facebook post, whatever it is, just to be be there for the other person. And I will tell you, Kathy, when I'm really down in the dumps, when I when life beats me up like everyone gets beat up in life, one of my little morning tricks to do is to get on Facebook or get on LinkedIn. I find 10 posts. I write 10 positive things for somebody else oh. to change my state. Wow. And it's a miracle. It's better than any drug, chocolate bar, or glass of wine. That's so powerful. Oh, my gosh. That's so powerful. I love that idea. It's so practical, too, and it doesn't cost any money. It doesn't, and I'm there anyway. I'm there checking my posts. I'm there looking for my radio stuff. You know, I'm already there, and that's what, you know, to go full circle to the beginning of the show, that's what I meant about the shopping cart guy or the cashier or the mom in line We don't have to go far. We don't have to make tremendous effort. We don't have to spend a lot of money. We can simply change our state and improve our status by looking at someone else and offering a smile, a comment, a helping hand, push the door open, you know, something simple like that can make all the difference in your day. You'll never know how it impacts the other person. You know, in this case, I had no idea the impact my text would have on Kathy, but I just thought like, you know what? She's not alone. I'm here for her. How hard was that? It wasn't. Oh, it was so great. And we're talking about cultivating our spiritual side. And I was thinking one of the, one of the habits that I know you do with your boys and your dad in your own family, with me and our friendship. I've heard you do it with many people that we've been together in these talk radio moments, is you are so good at honoring something beautiful in that other person's life. And you may not view that as a spiritual thing, but I do, and here's why. When I first became a Christian, I began to understand that God designed each and every human being, and so I began to show respect for Him by looking for his his design in each person. And boy, when we do that, we just begin to understand how much he loves that individual that we, we may be trying to figure out, you know. But you know what my favorite thing about that process is? It has taught me to respect and love the person he made in me. 
teaching myself to look for God's design in other people has really come back to me to teach me how spiritual and how much he loves me. Wow. I just, I just, I just am, I don't know what the word is. I just, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I'm overwhelmed when I'm with someone who has great faith. And one of my longtime friends, Rick, said to me, uh, Sam, I have enough faith for both of us. And I would hold on to that. So when your faith is wobbly, when your faith is, is low or non-existent or you're searching and you're confused, I can tell you it's a great practice to lean on others whose faith is stable. Whatever that faith looks like to you or to them, I can lean on Kathy's faith. On when I'm feeling very strong and grounded and centered in my spirituality, Kathy can lean on me. That's one of the things that friendship and motherhood have taught us is that we are interdependent. So leaning on Kathy, leaning on us, or even leaning on Kathy and I today in our faith and our groundedness in our faith and how it works for us. If you're unsure, if you're not feeling it, borrow ours until you find your own. Kathy, we've got about 30 seconds. Why don't you wrap up the show? I love that idea. And, and you know my heart. That is the reason we are doing these these programs is we want to offer the kind of encouragement that will make women strong. I I just find that to be so beautiful and refreshing and inspiring. So thank you. We'll be back again next week with Motherhood Talk Radio and Kathy Kraftke will be back with her third episode in this series about taking better care of ourselves. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood 